the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We're back, and I'm Kelso. I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And yeah, how y'all been? Very good. I fed Escher crickets for the first time last night. Ooh. Um, which is not something we've tried because, as I, I think I have mentioned on this podcast before, uh, crested geckos are technically mostly frugivorous. So they the commercial gecko diet is you buy a little powder and then you rehydrate it into like a tiny little fruit smoothie for them. And oh. they'll just eat that. Um, <laughs> I, I know, love it. It's very cute. So, And it's nice because it means you don't have to keep live insects in the house to feed them. But um, they will eat some insects, especially when they're younger, because they need, like, additional protein um, while they're growing. Um, So you can feed them sometimes. Live insects is kind of a treat. The the mix that I use actually already has insects in it, uh, along with the fruit. It's like their growth and breeding formula. Um, So it's like... He's still getting nutrition, even if I don't, the the necessary protein, even if I don't feed him crickets. But we thought, you know, it'll be a fun treat. Get his little tiny hunter instincts going. Um, So it's a, it's a hassle. (laughs) You have to get crickets and they're notoriously fragile. I got three and two of them survived. Um, The, like, till the next evening. Uh, And then you have to, like, feed them something that it will be good for the gecko when it's in their digestive tracts. And then you have to, like, cover them in calcium powder, which means I have to get them out of their little container and into a bag and bake them in a bunch of powder and then get them back into the container. Um, but we did all that. And we put uh, Escher into a little critter keeper with them. And it took him, like, 20 minutes to decide he wanted to eat them. But once he did, he was like, ooh. No, 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 no. So... Well, that's good. I mean, that's that sounds like a huge hassle, but I'm sure he appreciated the treat, so. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. not going to do it more than once every, like, you know, two weeks to a month. Um, but but he seemed, he seemed to have a good time. And he was, like, very rum, rambunctious after that. Like, he's normally pretty chill when he's out and handling, and he was doing a lot of, like, climbing and jumping and just, like, moving around real fast, so. All that protein. He's full of protein. Yep. Protein makes him full of vim and vigor. Full of beans. Yep. Beefy boy. Beefy yeah. boy. Yeah, so he's doing well. He's uh, eating regularly and gaining back the weight that he lost over the first couple weeks He when he was home, when he was very stressed and not eating. That's good. Wow. And he's settled in? I think he's settled in. He's... uh. Last night, so I have a a little like hygrometer, which is like a combination thermometer and uh, like humidity sensor thing in his tank. Uh, it's like a just a little plastic square basically that I um, hang from a, a hook that's suction cup to the inside of the glass. And last night I uh, checked on him in the middle of the night. <laughs> he was hanging literally from the hygrometer. I'm like, buddy, that's not, like, super stable. That is not meant to be a ledge for you. Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess, I don't know, if you can, if you can, like, suction cup more little ledges to the inside of his tank or something, that's... Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he can cling to the inside of the glass, so... I guess that's, that is true. I forget He can go wherever the heck he wants. 
I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about like rearranging my office and I've got this big kind of wobbly cat tree that we might, I might get rid of and just install some like cat shelves on the walls. Mm-hmm. But that's, I don't know, that requires like more planning than I'm willing to do at this exact moment. So <laughs> yeah, cat shelves are fun though. Give them yeah. a chance to be up high and lord over things. Hector also likes to be up high. That's he's an they're an arboreal species, so they like to climb. So oh, that makes sense. When, yeah, yeah. Whenever I take him out, he like often tries to climb up to my shoulder to be like at a taller point. Yeah, Garth likes to climb too. That's why I that's why I got him this cat tree originally because it was like the tallest one that I could find for you know a reasonable price. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it is just kind of cheap crap from Amazon, so it's like pretty wobbly. Um, in yeah. terms of the construction at this point, because he really fucking zooms up that thing, so some of the platforms are a little, a little unstable. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, he's hopefully his balance is good enough to compensate. Yeah, it is. Um, I just I'm trying to figure out like what the best way is to configure shelves so that he can still look out the window. Because he enjoys doing that, so I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll figure it out. Mostly, he just sits on his bed on the other side of my desk, though. So that's fine. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Cool. Any interesting media that y'all have consumed recently? I beat my fourth ever JRPG in oh, Sea wow. Blades Two. Okay. I have so not played was... any of the Xenoblades games. Was it good? It was okay. I mean, it was pretty good. Um, there's a lot of issues with it. That's fair. A lot of issues. <laughs> I, I started playing the first Xenoblade at one point um, when it came out on the Switch. Um, I've got a copy of it, so I was like, I'll try this out. And I just, I couldn't. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't hook me in and so i just like i don't i don't have time to slog through this game if i don't like it so i just didn't go back yeah it's like i think i got like 150 hours (laughs) and i did not did not complete everything yeah so that took some time and now i'm starting three (laughs) well all right so not not enough issues to keep you from continuing the series, I guess. When you say had a lot of issues, you mean like uh, technically gameplay-wise or like narratively or combination or? I mean, mainly just bad ropes you find in Japanese games. Mm-hmm. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. JRPGs are usually the worst place for them, too. Yeah, some things I don't want in my games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fair. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I... is the... You said you've played... You've finished four JRPGs, so presumably this is one of them, and the first Xenoblade is the one of them? Yes, and then you got Persona 5 and Chrono Trigger. Okay. And then it's Pokemon, actually... if that counts. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure both JRPG fans and Pokemon fans is going to hate me for saying. Definitely has some overlap in the Venn diagram for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, you don't usually fight God at the end, though, so I'm not sure it can be a true JRPG. I mean, Gary, or, like, your rival. I guess, but, yeah, not... Well, I mean, so, don't... Which... Now I can't remember Actually, which one. Wait, isn't there, there one there... game where you go into, like, a different dimension? Yeah, there's definitely games where Pokemon games where you fight God at the end. It's just a Pokemon God. I don't yeah, remember which one fair. though, off the yeah, top of my head. Whichever, yeah, that'll be um, Platinum, which is like the um, Diamond and Pearl, I think. Yeah, Diamond Pearl uh... Platinum. Right? Or is I that think, the? Or was that Gold and Silver? I don't remember. One, it wasn't gold and silver. The one with Arceus. Which Pokemon <laughs> game ends with Arceus? No, gold and silver have Lugia and Ho-Oh. Yeah. Um, I, no, think I, Diamond, want... I think Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum sounds right. Yeah. Um, all of this is only giving me Pokemon Legends Arceus, which... Um, uh, Pokemon Platinum Arceus? Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. And you also, I guess, technically, like, so Arceus is optional, but I guess technically you do fight, you have to fight Giratina, who is literally Satan in the Pokemon world. So maybe maybe it's close enough. Maybe you do fight God in the Pokemon games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, definitely. I never finished Arceus. I should pick that one back up. I've got a lot of Switch games. Arceus. I know, yeah. I, I got a lot of Switch games that I just haven't I haven't picked up my Switch in a while. So I've got that one, and I've got the new Curb as well. Oh, which... yeah. How can I need to get back to that? We started playing that, but... I really like it. But yeah, like I said, I just haven't I haven't picked up the Switch in a, a, in a bit. So, yeah. I started playing... Um, I started playing Morrowind again last night. Nice. No, Friday night. Friday night. Nice. I just felt like it. Like, I was looking at my games library, and I was like, I don't feel like playing any of this stuff. But I feel like playing something, and, like, scrolling through my Steam, and it's, oh, there's Morrowind. There she is, old faithful. Um, so I did install it. And I'm playing it with open, open MW, but basically just the vanilla game. So, right. you know, sometimes you gotta. So... There's some games that sometimes you just gotta. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's the thing. That game came out in, what, 2002 or 2003, and I've played, I don't, I couldn't tell you how many hours of it I've played total. I can tell you how many hours i played on Steam, which is, like, 90-something, I think. Um, and that's just on Steam. Uh, that doesn't count all the times that I played it before I got it on Steam. Uh, and there's still shit in that game that I haven't done. Like, <laughs> there's whole quest lines. Like, I, I have, to this day, never done like the vampire quests so maybe i'll do that this time or maybe i'll just dick around in morrowind for a few days and and then get the itch scratched we'll see we'll see how this goes so yeah that's where i'm at right. morrowind again i watched all of uh steven universe future finally in the mm. past week because i like with all of that like weird bullshit that's going down with hbo max and you know Warner Brothers being bought by Discovery and all the there's a lot of weirdness going on if you don't follow entertainment news um, <clears throat> a lot of shows in jeopardy and stuff I thought like well before HBO Max becomes defunct I should probably watch like some of the things I've been meaning to watch on there um, 
And so I watched Steven Universe Future, which I highly recommend. It was very, very good. I do not recommend doing it the way I did and just binging the entire thing in one sitting. Um, because it's very heavy. It's like basically about Steven dealing with the trauma of having been a child soldier. More or less. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And, and uh and yeah, like you don't wanna just have that for for like three and a half, four hours, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it it sits on you pretty heavy afterwards. Um, but it's it's very, very good. It took a it takes a couple episodes to get going, but it's only twenty episodes long and they're they're still like eleven minutes each. So it's not like a super long series. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's like anything, anything else at all that I have to talk about. I just don't think there is. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a new Predator movie out as well. Uh, yeah. We've we've been I, like talking about watching that, and we haven't yet, but I think we probably will sooner yeah, rather than later. Came out on Hulu of all places. Um. Hulu still exists. Yeah, Hulu still exists, and they still have apparently their own, you know, uh, exclusive content as well. Um, but yeah, Huck got a month of Hulu just to watch Prey is the name of the movie, and he he liked it a lot. He thought it was really really good. So yeah, I've I've heard a lot of really good things about it. So definitely, definitely on the plan of things to watch. So if that's the kind of thing you're into. That's a thing that's that's there and apparently good. Nice. All right, I should have I should have segued I should have not uh gone on and I should have segued directly from Morrowind. Um because we could have yeah. gone Morrowind Skyrim Skyrim mod. That's true, we could have, but we didn't and now I guess we're just going into the game. Uh we played The Forgotten City. Um, which is a game by Modern Storyteller, published by Dear Villagers. And yes, it started out as a Skyrim mod, which I still haven't played. Um, I'm I don't... super curious about, because I... Yeah. Did they, like... Is it something where they, like, tried to fit it into the Skyrim continuity? Or was it just, like, they built a game using Skyrim as an engine, basically? I have no idea, and I was wondering about the same thing myself. Um, uh, but, so uh... I have no idea. You can really on... tell that, like, it's made in Skyrim. In certain parts, for sure, yeah. Um, let's let's start um, with just, like, a very simple spoiler-free premise, because we're going to spoil the heck out of this game, and it's a mystery game. So, like, if you have any interest at all in playing it, you should not listen to the podcast first. You should play it and then come back and listen to the podcast, because... We are we are absolutely going to to spoil the hell out of it. There's um, there's no way we won't. There's no way we couldn't be yeah. talking about it. So yeah, yeah. So the premise is you uh, wake up on the banks of a river, and you stumble your way into this like ancient ruined city where there are a bunch of golden statues of people that are like you know trapped in positions of like fear and fleeing and all kinds of like sort of horrifying expressions uh and then you step through a time portal that takes you back to like i don't know what it was it was like 65 ad or something like that mm -hmm, um something. 
takes you back several thousand years uh, to when this city was active. Um, and it's full of people, mostly Romans, uh, who live by something they call the Golden Rule, uh, which is the many shall suffer for the sins of the one, I believe is, is the phrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the basic idea is that if anybody in the city commits a sin, everyone in the city gets turned into golden statues and everybody dies. Uh, and so you have been pulled back in time in order to figure out somebody is going to uh, break that golden rule by the end of the day and get everybody killed. So your job is to find out what's going on and, and stop it from happening. Yes. And that's the basic premise of the game. So if you want to play it, don't listen to anything else we have to say. Just go play it now and then come back. I just also- realized something. Yeah? Hmm. I never figured out who would commit a crime at the end of the day. It's it, it's a lot of different people depending on what happens. Yeah, I assumed as much, but I never uh, knew who did if it. You, if you don't do, if you basically don't interfere in anything, the crime is committed uh, arguably by Maliolus, arguably by Domitius. Um, basically, oh yeah, he, actually that, that I know. Yeah, when that's he wins the, the election, when he wins the election, he like immediately tries to kill Sentius, and that's uh. That triggers the rule, so. Yeah, which is not surprising at all, considering, like, the first time you talk to Maliolus, he's like, ah, this whole rule thing is bullshit. Yeah. So. What a Uh, a fool. What Um, a fool. But yeah, depending on what actions you take, um, any number of people, not any number of people, but a, a number of people can be eventually responsible for breaking the golden rule. Um, and a lot of times it'll just be you. Usually so the time it's it was... <laughs> yeah. Um, it can also be... Um, I mean, the assassin will mm-hmm. trying to kill you will trigger it. Uh, if you get... Um, if you get... Uh, uh, what's his face? Galerius elected, then Dooley immediately steals upon being released and and triggers it. Oh, uh, Dooley. Yeah. So that was what was happening. Yeah. Dooley, like so. literally, he gets out of his cell, <laughs> like sees something shiny, and immediately steals it. Oh, Dooley. Oh, Dooley. You know, the that rascally scamp. Um, trying to think of who else, like... Oh yeah, them. never mind, I actually know a bunch of people killing. Um, the Magistrate's daughter that's locked up. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's in some of the endings. Uh, Centilla. Um, yeah, so let's, I guess, go from the beginning. You wake up at a river, um, they ask, and you're like... There's a girl there who's like, oh shit, I pulled you out of the river and I couldn't find any idea who the fuck are you. And then you get to choose, like, your background. I, I chose archaeologist, and I, I regret that choice. I don't think it ever once, like, actually did anything useful. I forgot <laughs> your shoes. What class you have. I mean, that's the thing is I don't think any of them really matter that much. Like, okay, one of them you get some extra health. Um, one of them is faster. 
One of them yeah. is faster, and one of them just has gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have gun with ten bullets. And, you know, I never... So, spoiler, there's, like, I think there's four endings. And one of the endings is you just kill the person responsible for starting the time loop. And that's that breaks the... That creates the time paradox. So it gets you, you know, kicked out of the time loop. Um, yeah. I guess, if we're already in spoiler mode, that's yeah, that's Sentius. That's Sentius. He's the, the magistrate. And he's the one who tells you, like, oh, yeah, you gotta find out who's gonna break the golden rule. And it turns out that he is also... He's the only other person who's aware of the time loop, and he is just fucking with you. Um, yeah, he just wants you to keep doing the time loop shit so that he can keep living forever, basically. Because he enjoys being in a time loop, because he's in charge of the city, he has a good life, and he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants, so... Yep. Yep. Um... As, as long as you are around to restart the, the time loop for him. And as uh... long as he's around to start to, you know, do the ritual to open up the time portal. Yeah. Um, but that's that's one of the ways that you can just end the game immediately, is you you pick gun at the beginning and then just shoot Sentius. Um, yeah. Which I never did. I should I should go back and I should have gone back and done that just to see what happens. Yeah, I didn't but... I didn't do gun, but I did shoot him with the golden bow. Um because I I got so the first ending I got was the second ending. Um which I think is what kind of one of the most like easy and intuitive to get um and then i was looking at my steam page and i saw the names of the achievements for all the others and i deduced from the names how to get the other ending gotcha. yeah um and so the 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 first ending the worst ending is called uh the many shall suffer um and so i I shot Sentius with the bow, and the game tries real hard to, like, stop you from doing it accidentally. Like, the first two times you point the bow at Sentius, he, like, the game takes control of the camera, and Sentius has a, like, hey, you don't want to do that. And, you know, like, hey, if you do this, like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, or, like, you know, this, like, like, nothing here will, you know, you're not going to restart the loop, like... Stuff is gonna be like fucked up, so the game yeah. like makes sure you really want to do it. But if you try like three times, you can actually shoot him, and then you go back to the present, but you haven't actually found um, a way out uh, because the the key to the waterworks was like on Sentius's person, um, and is you know either. Like, presumably, if you shot him with a gun, lost, or if you uh, shot him with the gold bow, like, inaccessible because he's gold. Um, and so so you and Al are just trapped in the ruins forever. Oh, no. And Al's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that's, okay, that's kind of funny. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's fair. And it makes sense, because I was wondering, like, what? how do they actually get you out of there? Um if you, you still just keep your gun. Can you, can you shoot Al? Yeah, I mean... but that's not gonna get you out of there, I don't think. And also, no, I'm just I feel curious. Like, I feel like they 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 take away control pretty much immediately once you get out of the. the... Yeah, I think I you mean... don't. I think you don't. Well, I was gonna say I think you don't have access to your inventory in the future, um, but you at least have access to your flashlight. So I don't know. That's a good question. Hey, yeah, this is I... a tangent, but 
Why the fuck is there a flashlight? Because um, for the I did the... not see the point of it, and there was like five uh, tutorial messages coming <laughs> up about up. my flashlight. I think the tutorial messages are like about the flashlight is mostly to get you used to the fact that you have an inventory that has like usable items in it. Um, and the flashlight is like the first one that it's convenient to give you so that they can give you something right at the start. It is useful in like a few little spots in the game, like when you're down in the uh, the caves beneath the city and stuff like that. But yeah, you don't use actually use it that much. Also, it's kind of cool walking up to people and whipping out the flashlight and seeing what their reactions is. A lot of people will have like unique dialogue commenting on on your sure. magic on your magic of torch or whatever. Your magic future torch. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot less burn the witch than I would have expected, but I guess they can't really burn the witch. Yeah. Um, in this in this particular society, um, yeah, this is a game that throws uh, a whole like it, it gives you the one big objective. Okay, figure out who's gonna break the golden rule, but then it just keeps giving you objectives. And for a long time, so it's many. like for a long time, it's like how do I make any progress on any of these? Um, yeah, but eventually you do just kind of. Start rolling them up. Yeah, yeah. you kind of just interact your way through it once you start meeting people and and exploring the city. Um, yes, go into go in a circle until you're you no longer have any options. Yeah, basically, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, and you talk to people and figure out like, oh, here's a here's another place I could go that mm. you know isn't immediately accessible. Like, oh, I could go up into the palace where what's the doctor's name? Navia, Navia yeah. has locked yeah. herself. Or oh, there's something something sneaky going on in the the shrine of Deme Demeter. Was it Demeter? I don't remember which. Ye the Greek one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Demeter. Um, yeah. Secret passage. Secret passage. That was probably the coolest part of the game, but yeah. we'll get there. There's, um, some, there's some neat stuff that that's one of the things I appreciate appreciate about this game is that it's very easy for a time loop game to get very repetitive right because you're literally doing the same things every time um and this game has a few good remedies for that like thing one is that um it has a couple of set pieces that you only need to do once that are like interesting longer set pieces that you can uh you know, that, that like provide a little bit of uh, breaking up your usual hanging around town routine. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, if you figure out the solution to a problem on successive loops, you can just tell someone else to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a that, great solution. That's yeah. the best part of the game. And every yeah. time loop game should have a yeah. servant doing stuff for you. Yeah, you get, there's a guy standing right outside the shrine where you respawn. And you go, you come out of the shrine and you go up to him and you're like, listen to me, I'm from the future and you need to do these six things. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, that sounds serious. Okay. And he does them. And he just runs around and does it. It's great. So the, I guess the, the, besides the, um, the imminent breaking of the golden rule, the other big kind of immediate narrative backdrop is the election. Um, Sentius is up for re-election and there's a guy named Maliolus running against him, and they both kind of suck. Um, so the the thing that you can do, and you do have to do it to solve one of the puzzles, is you have to get Galerius, the, the your 
your errand boy um to to you know elected magistrate become elected so yeah the way you do that is by figuring out all, out all the solutions sending him off to help all of the people and then everyone's like oh yeah i'm i'm totally voting for galerius yeah he helps me do all these things yeah <laughs> uh yeah, turns Galerius out to be is... not a good thing because Galerius is kind of a, a very kind and soft-hearted guy, uh, and there is a there's a man in the village named Dooley who is kind of like mentally simple, like he has sort of a very childlike uh, state, and you know he's very sweet. He's a he's a cute guy, but he uh, like he has an obsession with like shiny objects and treasure, and so the Sentius locked him up basically to stop him from stealing and breaking the golden rule because he apparently already like tried to do this several times um and galerius is like that's not fair you know like Dooley wouldn't hurt a fly and you know it's he shouldn't be locked up so he lets Dooley out and of course the first thing Dooley does is steal something and figure the broke the but here's the thing rule. i i i feel like they they've done our boy Dooley wrong because he is right. He he goes and he like finds something shiny and he's like, Well it's just it's just sitting here. Like it wouldn't just be sitting here if somebody wanted it. And so yeah. he takes it, but then that still counts as theft. Like yeah. it's 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 mm. Yeah. The game <laughs> So here's the thing. This game, um I really liked this game a lot. I can so see I. I can see how some people might really hate this game though. Um, it is a game that tries very earnestly to engage with the, uh, like, morality questions that it raises, mm -hmm. right? Like, you have a city where, uh, like, there's absolute punishment for sin, um, and everybody's behavior reflects literally on everybody else, um, and so how do people approach that, and, you know, if you don't know what like what counts as a sin how do people sort of feel their way around that and what does actually count as sinning and like it tries very earnestly to engage with this to the point where like <laughs> one of the endings the, the true ending is arguably extremely silly <laughs> like yes. arguably very dumb but you know what i respect it i really respect that it like really commits to the question <laughs> and is doing its best to like actually approach it, yeah. despite despite how I dumb don't. it is. <laughs> no, Carl doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fair. Like the the big kind of question that comes up is like there are people in town who are doing terrible things, um, namely oh god I can't remember the name of the woman who runs the bar, um, but oh, she uh, Aurelia 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 yeah Aurelia. She and um, Maliolus, who is the the you know, the other guy up for election, um, rich asshole, um, have a scheme running where Aurelia will tell people, "Oh, I've got a way out of the city," because everyone's kind of trapped there um, yeah. for reasons that we will get into. Um, but Aurelia says, "Oh, I've got a way out of the city, and I'll tell you what it is for you know a, a, a thousand. I was gonna say septums. It's not septums because I'm Nari." Yeah, denarii. I'm playing Morrowind again, um, but I'll, I'll I'll tell you the way out for a thousand denarii, and they take out a loan from Maliolus, thinking, oh well, I don't have to pay back the loan because I'm gonna get out of here. And 
they give the money to Aurelia and she gives them hemlock and says, here's your way out. And now they're in debt slavery to Maliolus, which has happened to like two people, I yeah. think. Um, yep. So yeah, and that, and that doesn't count as a sin. Yeah, and there's also um, Desius, the merchant, who, like, Ugh. there's a person dying, <clears throat> and he has the medicine that she needs and uh, to, to survive. And so the doctor's like, please, you have to give me this medicine. And he's like, well, I'll sell it to you for, like, a thousand denarii, which she doesn't have. Um, and so, like, he's basically price gouges to the point where a woman dies. Um and that doesn't count as a sin. Uh, there's, like, we learn by the end, Sentius has literally, like, kidnapped his daughter and is holding her uh, hostage, like, chained up in a well somewhere. Uh, yeah. That doesn't count as a sin. Yeah. It's quite yeah. arbitrary what counts as sin. Well, so the way the, the, the true ending explains it, and you kind of have to, like sift this uh, the guy who at the ending is, talks so much you have to sift through what he says a little bit um is that if basically like if someone would consider something a sin if it was done to them then if they do it it's a sin is more or less i think what it comes down to so yeah, that, like that seems to be kind of what the justification is for so it's like yeah, yeah is but price gouging, but he believes that like you know, and anybody would do that in any situation, and he believes that, like, if he were dying of illness and there was a merchant who had the the price, the merchant would damn well get every cent that you know that was that he was able to get for it. Um, which, you know, that everybody in throughout the game points out that this system is very flawed. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's, I guess, kind of the point is that they're isn't really a any existing morality system that doesn't that that actually covers all bases um to you know universal satisfaction yeah um but the old man says if you bother listening to him oh yeah i did i talked to him he was fine i mean he you know he he talks about he, he says a lot he's yeah, he says a bunch of different things. There's a there's a guy under the city who is like a philosopher and wants to have a philosophical argument with you about morality. Um and he'll basically um he'll basically talk you through this idea that like you know, there isn't a perfect system of morality, but um you know, letting each person decide on their own what is moral is also not a perfect system. And yeah, you know, it... It seems like, based on the the interactions that I'd had with him, it, he kind of walks you through this Socratic dialogue, and based on what your responses are, he picks, you know, a famous philosopher of the time and says, oh, so you agree with this guy? Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, I guess kind of a fun little educational thing that <laughs> happens there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I guess. Um, that's fine. Okay. So here's why I don't think this game really clicked with me. I enjoyed yeah. it, but the dialogue, I zoned out so much. Because there was so much dialogue that wasn't seemingly relevant. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of dialogue. Um, and yeah. props to them for fully voice acting all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it um, is a little bit of game that likes to hear itself talk. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, so, and to some extent, I think some of that is sort of, that's, you know, that's the game kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, it's a game about people discussing this interesting moral situation, so a lot of it is dialogue. Um, but there's also definitely some of the just more kind of personality, character-based dialogue that could have been a little trimmed just for time. But luckily, once you've heard, I think even before you've heard it the first time, but definitely after you've heard it the first time, you can you can skip dialogue lines pretty quick. So mm -hmm. that yeah. helps at least. Yeah. Um, so it also has another intriguing mechanic. Um, speaking of things we were talking about earlier, that like it does kind of differently than other time loop games. Um, unlike a lot of time loop games, if you die you don't just automatically restart the time loop. You just die. That is true, yeah. You actually have to get to the portal to restart yeah. the time loop. There's a, there's a mechanic where there is a, there is a specific location where the, the time restart is, and once the golden rule triggers, you have to get there, and it's dangerous because there are golden statues with bows firing arrows at you the entire time. And that always... And that's this is something that I considered like after the fact and then didn't get around to going back and testing it out but the like if you just hang around for example in the catacombs under the city uh or if you just hang around in the the palace does that suspend the flow of time so that you don't get stuck there when the when you know when the golden rule is broken just through the I, narrative i think it does because and everything I, yeah. Everything is I on mean, such a clock, and there's a there's definitely like a big load zone for entering each of those places. Yeah, so. that's kind you, of what I assumed as well. You can hide away from like the archers forever. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean the the uh, philosopher under the city did it. Um, I mean you know then the game doesn't continue, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, um, okay, so, you, you choose your class, <laughs> we literally didn't get past that, um, uh, and then the, the woman says, like, hey, there was someone else that I pulled out of the river before you named Al, uh, he went into this, like, ruins of this city, and he hasn't come back yet, can you please go look for him? Um, so you go into the city, you see, you know, all of these golden statues, you see the whole thing's in ruins, and then you find Al as an old man having hung himself and turned into a statue of gold. Um, so you... And he left a note behind saying, like, I can't deal with this anymore. I've, you know, I've tried and tried and tried so many times to make everything work out, and I just can't. Um, and this, like, this sucks. I'm out. <laughs> basically. And mm -hmm. he's like, don't go into the time portal that's right ahead. And of course, that the only thing you can do is go into the time portal that's right ahead. Um, so you do that, and yeah, you step out of the shrine of Proserpina, aka Persephone, um, and Galerius is there like, holy shit, hello, what are you doing here? And you're like, I don't know, what the fuck's going on? And uh, he's like, listen, you're new, it's fine, new people occasionally show up, um, you have to live by this very important rule we have, I'll take you to the magistrate so he can explain it to you. Uh, and you can choose to follow him or not, 
Uh, I intended to follow him, but I just wanted to, like, wander away a little bit and check on something first. But if you get too far from him, he, like, cancels his showing you around state, and then you can't do it again. So I did not get the tour. I, I mean, you don't really get a tour. He just walks you over to, like, he doesn't take you all the way around. He just takes you to the magistrate. He has yeah. a, a, a little exchange with Horatius, who is, um, the magistrate's, like, I guess only no he's not the only guard there's like three guys who are guards um and he's the main one yeah um and they there's... make a they make a big point about how uh Horatius is you know a, a follower of the the stoic philosophy um and he's always got a <laughs> he's a always got a, yeah, a, st a saying um yeah from one of the great philosophers yeah I, I don't mean, know I... I did end up going on the tour later because, of course, it's a time loop, so eventually you have the option of just repeating the dialogue from the first day. But it's actually, you can't, you can't do it until, like, the second or, th or, or, like, the third or fourth loop, because, like, the for a couple loops, the dialogue when you emerge is actually, like, unique. Um, yeah. Uh, so I didn't get to try it again until later, but he does, like, sort of take you along one of the main routes of the city so you can sort of find your way to the di various different areas uh and it introduces uh aurelia um livia, livia and uh yeah and horatius before and and a little bit domitius because he's like they're doing push-ups <laughs> as you go past yeah um, domitius the the eternal jock yeah, and I think uh, you end up usually going past Sentia as well. So it, it does kind of give you the lay of the land. It's a little bit helpful to have done. I got very, very lost not having done it, and I also triggered the golden rule before I knew what the golden rule was technically. <laughs> Which, uh, so I was saved only by, like, knowing the basic premise of the game. Fair. And the fact that there's a pop-up goal in the corner that says, get back, you know, run, get back to the Shrine of Proserpina. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I found out as the game progressed, um, anytime the golden rule was broken, whether it was by me or by, you know, just the events playing out, um, I did always go and steal money from Aurelia. Because she's got like, I don't know, like a couple thousand denarii in a chest upstairs. I'm like, yeah, yeah you suck, a bitch. There's a few people who are very rich who you can get like a few thousand. Um, Maliolus, I think, is one. Uh, Decius is one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Aurelia's one. So and it's then like, there's well, the, there's like a secret chest. There's there's a door that yeah. is blocked by a golden statue that you can only access when the statues are moving around. And there's another couple thousand in there, I think. So. Yeah, I I was, uh, I did not learn about that, like how to get in that door uh, during my playthrough. I did watch someone else attempt it. I think it's like four thousand coins or something. It's like a lot. It's a um, good amount, yeah. But it's very hard because the statue that you know, was guarding it, is shooting at you. So <laughs> it's difficult to, uh... Yeah, you gotta, to you gotta lure her out. out of the hall and then, like, get in there, get the money, and then get out before she follows you and blocks you in. Um, yeah. It's, it is a bit of a, an annoyance, but... Yeah, money. Money, yeah. money. But there's, there's, like, a bunch of different, uh like coins and stuff scattered around in various chests that aren't stealing that you mm -hmm. can you can actually get like 2000 coins pretty easy. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, um So yeah, so you start wandering around and you learn about all the people and all their problems 
um, and they start giving you quests. So I guess we can go through all the people that we can remember. <laughs> I don't know if we'll remember everybody. So, okay, so let's see. We've got, um, we've talked about Sentius, and we've talked about Sentia, the, one of his daughters who's just kind of lounging around and um, being, sort of a, mean. <laughs> being a bitch. Yeah, um, and then her sister Sen Sentilla, who is missing, and everybody's like, where is Sentilla? Uh, they yep. they talk about a few people who have gone missing. Yeah, there are three um, people who have gone missing. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them they sort of know where she is, but they just no one's seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, one of them. Well, actually, I guess I guess there's four, because then there's there's the guy who was Dooley's like handler, I guess, oh, and he's Hannibal. he's just straight well, up dead. Yeah, they know he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember if they knew he was dead or not, but yeah. So there's yeah, him. Dom he's Domitius, dead. Domitius saw him getting like eaten in the catacombs by oh, yeah, that's right. One of the by gold statues, a creature. Um, yeah. and then there's Kabash, who is the like only Egyptian person in the mm -hmm. city, and um, and Navia, the doctor, who went a little cuckoo and barricaded herself in the palace. Yep. Um, and Centilla, who I think I already mentioned, is just yep. missing. It's just missing. Yeah. So there's of, there's twenty there's twenty <laughs> other people. We talked about uh, yeah, um, Sentius, Sentia, Maliolus, and uh, Galerius, and Dooley. Mm -hmm. And Dooley. Uh, Demidius is like um, is Maliolus's bodyguard and like groupie, kind of just hanger on. He's a former gladiator. And also just kind of a dick. Um, yep. And and he and... He likes violence. His personality is likes violence. Yeah, and, and he and Aurelia are both trying to get Maliolus elected instead of Sentius. Yeah. Because they don't like the way Sentius is running things. Yeah, through a combination of threats and bribery for the most part. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, let's see, there's Livia, who we mentioned, who's an old woman who... Uh, she's kind of gone off her rocker um, for reasons that are explained later um there yeah, is and she, she's just like muttering bits of like uh ovid um and yeah. like saying ominous things in the background yeah saying very ominous things um there is oh, there's the I third guard okay there's yeah. the third yeah oh, well okay so yeah so there's the third guard rufius rufius, yeah, rufius. rufius. Who is um, very surly, and you find yep. out later it's because he's got rheumatism. Yeah, I so think. he's just like, yeah, he's just in pain all the time, basically. Um, which you know, pre like readily available painkillers, it's uh, it's not just, great. Yeah, that's just what happens. You just have to live with it. Yeah, um, and there's... Uh, he's also he's also part of the secret Christian cult. Yes. Um, where because there's a because it's early Rome, there's a secret Christian cult. Um, and uh or I mean, not early rome but like you know early ad uh rome and um, uh yeah he's also secretly gay but <laughs> has been harassing the other gay guy because he's a christian yep um let's see the other christian is what's her name is it octavia octavia yeah octavia who's kind of just generic pretty i mean she's like nice but mm -hmm. just kind of generic there is um Oh, the guy who jumps off the... Ulpius. Ulpius, who is... Um, he's one of Maliolus's kind of debt slaves. Yeah. Um, and he's in a secret relationship with Santilla, so he's upset because he's trapped in debt bondage to Maliolus, and now his girlfriend has gone missing. 
Um, yep. And he he kills himself by jumping from a great height um, in your first loop, and you can't stop him. And later, you can kind of talk him down from it. Yep. But you uh... have to, like, part of doing that is you have to free him from debt bondage. Yeah. So you have to... Usually, the easiest way to do that to start with is to have 2,000 uh, denarii to free him and um, Yulia, who's Yulia. the other other debt bond uh debt slave there who's uh she takes poison she takes hemlock and so w the other thing you have to do is because they have like a suicide pact because they're tired of being debt slaves mm -hmm. um so one of the other things you have to do is get medicine for her to cure her poison um there's the doctor who treats her um who is lucretia mm -hmm. um who's very nice she's like was like a midwife's assistant but then the midwife navia went missing so she's like kind of like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but somebody has to take care of you idiots yeah so. basically um there's equitia who is the vestal priestess so she's in charge of the elections and she's kind of i guess like... she's like the the kind of like the spiritual leader just by virtue of the fact that she's a priestess yeah, um, and she's the one who sort of, like, helps you move the plot along yes. a little bit. Is like, you know, she's sort of your main point of contact other than, like, Sentius is the sort of, like, here's why we're in this situation person, and then Equitia is, like, a here's how to move forward person. Yeah. Um, and there's, we should, we could go through all the merchants in the merchant square. Um, so there's, so there's... Georgios. <laughs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> Um, the resident Greek who runs the clothing shop. Yep. There's Decius, who we talked about, who's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just he's, an asshole. He's kind of like this, the slimy schemer guy. Like, he's always got a get-rich-quick plan. He's very disappointed that he's trapped here because he has all these golden statues and, like, golden trinkets, and he could sell them for a lot of money, except nobody needs gold in this city because yeah. everything is gold. Yep. Um... That's his primary complaint. And then, God, I, I can never uh, rem Virgil. remember the name of the... Oh, there's Virgil. Yeah, Virgil, who is the, like, armorer? Yeah, something like that. Do? And then there's the baker, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Fabia. Fabia, yes. And she doesn't do a whole lot, um, except for potentially die. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then... I don't think I ever spoke to her. Well, well you have I mean... to have spoken to her, unless you didn't... Well, I I spoke to her in as much as what you, you have, have to. to do yeah, yeah. but never yeah. never had like a proper conversation i mean she doesn't do much other than then kick off the um the whole thing with the assassin mm -hmm. so um okay who are we missing i think if there's anyone else like down in the slums or uh i mean there's the there's the philosopher living under the city who technically nobody knows <laughs> about yeah. um so and not on the roster yeah, and the assassin, I guess, is also not on the roster, but he's a character. Um, uh, forgotten city characters. Let's see if there's a list somewhere. I like that you get a list of all the characters in-game. Yeah. Yeah, that was super <laughs> they give useful. You, they give you the census, and it's like where who everybody is and where they live. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> never looked at it, it but... I did once or twice when I was trying to find people's houses, because there's like a, a thing where you have to like um, inspect all the guards' houses for clues, and so. 
Uh, okay, so let's see. Sentius, Galerius, Equitia, Maliolus, Yulia, Lucretia, Livia, Navia, the crazy doctor. We learned that she has uh, locked herself in the <clears throat> palace because she was hearing voices from the statue and realized that they're all actually, like, still alive. They're just covered in gold and can't, like, do anything. Um, and that sort of drove her crazy. Uh, Virgil, Georgius, Fabia, Octavia, Desius, Domitius, Rufius, Kabosh, Aurelia, <laughs> Philip, who's the, uh, the guy under the oh, yeah. city, Sentius Centilia, uh, oh, Claudia, <laughs> who's Malleus's wife. Oh, um, yeah, she, she never comes out of her room, um, but you can use her <laughs> to, like, blackmail Malleolus. He's, he's got, like, a secret, he's, Malleolus is an assumed identity, um, yeah. And he's the reason the assassin comes into the city, is because he's looking for Maliolus. Maliolus is, uh, I don't remember his, Quinctius, yes, is um, the main suspect in the fires of Rome, which then I guess also does date this. I, I looked it up a little while ago. It is 64 AD, is yeah. roughly when the fires happened. Um, so he's, yeah. he's the guy that was suspected of starting the fire. So the assassin comes to kill him. Yeah, um, which the fire which killed most of the people in this city because spoilers the city is like actually kind of a, a purgatory afterlife type place yeah um so <clears throat> yeah most of the people here died in the fire or the exodus of the fire which makes me wonder like how did the assassin like what? <laughs> they never explain like that i don't know yeah it just seems very co convenient that an assassin is looking for a man who is already dead, but now the assassin has died and is still looking for him, and it just so happens to turn up here. He, so my impression was that the city is actually a physical place, and the assassin, because they do say, like, you don't, like, the dead come here, but you don't have to be dead to get here. Um, okay, maybe maybe I missed that line, because I, I mean, at one point, um, yeah, I do so get that think, it is I think a he real just, place, like, but... literally tracked... Like, they didn't realize that Quinctius actually died, and so, like, they literally tracked uh, rumors of a cult to this place and just showed up. His That's bad fair. luck. I'll buy that. I How can do you get that answer. rumors of what? How do you get rumors out? I know, Who right? Who knows? From a place no one can leave. Except that some people have. So my biggest thing in playing it was like, okay, if there's... If the Golden Rule kills everybody... How does anybody know about like what the golden rule does? <laughs> because how is there anybody around to have like passed on the news and like okay, like yeah, there's a bunch of golden statues around, but most people say like oh yeah, you know like we have notes and writing from previous groups about the fact that this happens, and it's like well how did they know? <laughs> like, I mean I guess I guess it. there is some t like you find this in in the underground like the caverns. Like, yeah. there are some people who had time to write some stuff down. Yeah, um, but yeah, you do eventually find out that, like, yeah, occasionally people hide or escape or, like, are able to do other things. Yeah. Uh, um, unclear how Desius knows that, like, the statues come to life and fire golden bows, but he has that knowledge somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume one of the big things that they talk about towards the beginning... Um, is that there was at one point a group of people who said, well, we'll just build a ladder. Like, there's a, the giant drop that you get into the bathhouse that is how people get in. That's how you get in, that's how the assassin gets in. 
Um, and some people in the past were like, oh, well, we'll just build a big ladder. And they tried, and that was considered breaking the golden rule for reasons. Um, yep. And and so they were they wrote about that attempt, and then I guess wrote about like, uh oh, we fucked up, and that's how yeah. they know that that you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's some there's some like sort of you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Like you could you can come up with plausible solutions, but they're a little bit of a stretch. They are yes. Um, so, like, you literally do run into a graffiti at one point that's like half finished, basically. That's mm -hmm. just like, uh, you know, like, hey, beware, like, everyone, you know, should be good to each other, don't, and then it like cuts off or something like that. Um, I forget what the exact syntax of it is, but yeah, like, clearly cut off mid right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all the characters. Uh, some of the more, like, quests of note, I guess. Um, when the assassin comes in, there's, like, Fabia is, like, oh, shit, there's some guy with a weapon. Because they've all been forced to throw their weapons into the ravine because, you know, it's a city where you're not supposed to hurt anybody. Um, so, like, weapons are just tempting fate, really. Um, but she's, like, oh, shit, there's a guy with a bow and arrow who's, like, just come into the baths and, like please can you go take care of him i'll wait for you in the shrine and then she walks into the shrine and it immediately collapses on top of her um so in successive loops you can warn her not to go into the shrine and then you can get the assassin to go into the shrine then he dies a horrible death and that doesn't count as murder unless you admit that it counts as murder in which case it triggers the golden rule yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah. was that was goofy but funny um, and then you get his it's bow. It's really fascinating, because you're, you're talking to Fabia later, uh, and she's like, wait, if you knew he was going to die, doesn't that mean that that's murder? And you can say, like, no, uh, or uh, if it was, I wouldn't admit it, because that would be murder. <laughs> In which case, she's like, okay, I won't talk about it. Or you can just say yes, and if you say yes, then the golden rule triggers. Yeah. Um, so then you get his bow, and... Um... Decius has a scheme where he somehow knows about the statues coming to life and firing the golden arrows. And um, who is who is the goddess in that shrine? Diana. I don't, Diana, yes. Yeah, the huntress, of course. Um, so he says, well, look, I'll take this bow and I'll gold plate it and then you'll swap it with the real golden bow and uh, we're going we're gonna to trick the gods, which also, for some reason... Uh, doesn't trigger the golden rule. Okay, whatever. You turn uh, the <laughs> lights out so they don't see you switch it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah but I forgot about that. That's so it stupid. It makes no yeah. sense. It doesn't. I know. But, well, I, know. I mean, technically, Pluto can only see through the golden statues, and there are no golden statues in that room, so maybe just no one sees you do it. I guess that's... Yeah, I guess that's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so you do all of that, and Decius then... Uh, backstabs you, locks you in the uh, in the temple with uh, <laughs> with nest. a wasp with a wasp nest, just a big angry wasp nest, and says, "Oh, I've heard that people can die from too many wasp stings. I wonder how many it takes." Um, so this is where you get the tutorial of how the bow works. Um, it turns anything organic, I guess, into gold. 
Yep. So you shoot the wasp nest, it turns into solid gold, falls from the ceiling, and breaks a hole in the floor, which leads to a tunnel. Yep, um, and this is one of the two, like, big side sequences in the game, um, mm -hmm. is that to get out of this, you have to wander through... The tunnel takes you up into the palace where Navia has uh, holed herself up, um, and the palace is full of her experiments, because she discovered that the uh, gold statues are people, so she decided she was going to try and find a way to... She fell in love with one of the statues, and so she wants to try and find a way to, like, ungold them. And so what she's mostly been doing is peeling the gold off them, which turns them into, like, basically they're in horrible agony, these, like, weird shambling half-gold zombies that, like, just want death. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so... This is, it's like the only real combat that you have in the game um, is dealing with these shambling gold statues that will definitely kill you. Um, yeah. But they, they typically thank you when you, when you shoot them with the, the golden bow but, and turn them yeah. back into gold. Um, so yeah, so there's a big long sequence of going through the palace, dealing with, um, with yeah, these... It's very different in tone from everything else. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's suddenly, suddenly you are playing like a Skyrim. So I feel yeah. like, or, you know, some kind of action game, whereas before it's all very, uh, very, you know, just dialogue based. Mm -hmm. um, so again, you know, as I was saying before, I like, I think it's a, a good call that they have some sequences like this that kind of break up just the monotony of doing the same loop over and over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, the whole palace sequence is pretty, it's pretty long, yeah. uh, maybe a little longer than it needs to be, but you know, whatever. You only yeah, have you, to do it once. So Yeah, and you as you go through you find like the Navia's like writings where she's like, Oh, you know, here's what I've been doing and why and you know, I the statues are alive and this is really fucked up and I just wanna, you know, figure out a way to, to make this this woman um, you know, back into a, a regular person again. Um and you you confront her at the end and she's like started experiments on the woman that she cares about um, because she's afraid that like you've come to stop her and you can just like shoot her with the golden bow and like, you know, leave her uh, or you can um, you can talk to her and like sort of talk her down and, and re-goldify the, the statue that she started working on um, and like then she gives you the key to a chest in the um in the like doctor's shrine the shrine of apollo uh which has the willow bark that you need to cr to cure rufius's uh rheumatism yeah um and she basically just tells you to fuck off and stays in there cuz she's so sad about you know yeah. her her golden statue girlfriend cuz the thing and, and you're constantly hearing whispering voices coming from the statues as well. And the thing that you realize that Navia didn't is that it's always the same voice. So yeah. it's not actually the person in the statue speaking to you, it's someone else, which yeah. is eventually revealed um, that, you know, and, and she's like, oh god, I did all this for nothing. Like, I, I tortured yeah. all of these poor statues for nothing. So she's got to take some time to process it. So you just leave her up yeah. in there. Um, and that's maybe fine. Maybe it's one of the few characters who I, like, doesn't... We don't find out what happens to her in the epilogue. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it's, someone... 
isn't it weird that you have like this whole very dramatic situation with a lot of build up and then the what you get is a medication for rheumatism I mean, what you get actually is the golden bow, which is one of the most important items in the game. It's just that yeah, I like, guess. you have to get back out with it. Yeah. Um, and they they do give you, before you start this quest the first time, they do give you like a big warning that's like, look, if you don't do well with like horror action stuff, you you don't have to do this. There are other, and there are other ways to do every single thing you know that that you can get. get the golden bow. So there's not a way to get the golden bow, but there's a way to do everything that you would need the golden bow for with another method. Oh, so interesting. you can you can get up the cistern without turning those vines to gold. You can get into the um like the Christian secret locked shrine without it. Uh I don't remember how, but you can get the willow bark another way. I just don't remember what that is off the top of my head. Okay. Um so there there are other ways to do everything. But it's a lot more fun with the golden bow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. And also, you, there is at least one sequence that you have to do where you are being attacked by, like, the gold zombies. Um, and I guess you can probably fight them with the regular bow, question mark, um, and just kill them. Oh, I don't uh, know. I never tried that. But, like, if you don't have anything, then you're, you're going to be, like, spending a lot of time running away from things trying to kill you. Are you talking about in the in the catacombs? In the catacombs, yeah. Because so the whole I Egyptian actually... section is like riddled with dudes. So yeah, you can you can because there's that there's one big room where there are a lot of them, and you can stealth through that, and they can't follow you because there's a big fallen pillar. Um, mm. So you actually you actually don't need the bow for that. It's not okay. as it's annoying. It's harder. It's yeah. harder. Yeah, but you don't need the bow for that. Yeah, also um, harder to get some uh, money because one of the best, like, free money sources is climbing the pillar in the forum. Because mm -hmm. there's a chest there with, like, a thousand gold and seven arrows. Yeah, and that's that's a good one, too. Um, yeah, the bow does make your life much, much easier. But yeah, also, I guess if, you, if you go down to Galerius's farm, there's a, yeah. a, a, a goose nest and you can turn the eggs into gold. And when you pick them up, it gets trans transferred into, I don't know, however many denarii, a lot. Oh, um, does it? I thought it just stayed in your inventory. <laughs> oh, maybe. I thought it did. I Maybe maybe I just had more money than I thought I did. Um, I thought, I, I had thought that after I picked it up, I suddenly had a lot more money. But maybe I, I just mean, had more be. money than I thought it did. It might be. I just, uh, like, I you know, I never found a, a way to use the eggs. So I was just like, it's weird that they give you this option, like this item, golden eggs, and then you can never use it. So maybe it does transfer into money. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I I thought it did, but maybe it doesn't. But anyway, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, there's there's a lot of fun, goofy things that you can do with the um with the bow. Yeah. But it's not you can get through the game without it. Um. Yeah. So the other big like uh breaking sequence. So there's the two sequences are the palace and then the catacombs. So there's a at one point, um, you've talked to Equitia long enough. She's like, oh, shit, that woman that you met in the beginning named Karen is actually Karen, the, like, boat <laughs> ferryman of ferryman, the dead. Yeah. Um, and, like, we're actually, like, in, you know, the underworld. Um, and I think, like, the only way to stop the Golden Rule is that you need to find and confront, like, the god in charge. 
and I bet to do that, you need to restore these four plaques that were taken from the obelisk outside the Great Temple. Um, and so then that kicks off like a whole bunch of other side quests. Some of the longest quests in the game, like you have to do to get one of these plaques, um, the, the, including the one to get uh, Galerius elected because it's in yeah. Dooley's cell. Um, which that I had a lot of trouble with that quest, but we can get to that later. Um, so what, to get uh, actually two of the ones, you have to sneak under the city and uh, it turns out there's like a whole giant cave system down there and there's like an old Greek philosopher just sitting there and he's like, hey, you know, like this, it turns out actually the city used to be mostly Greeks and then uh, the Romans came and built their shit on top of it like they do. Um, but, you know, some friends and I found that like if you come down here, the golden statues don't see you. And so... You know, it's a uh, it's a fine place to just uh, like camp out. So I've just been living here, and like you know, my friends have died of old age one by one, or despair, or various other things. Yeah, and it's just me now. Uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if you can shoot him with a golden bow and not trigger the rule because supposedly the Furies can't see you down there, right? That's yeah. That's something that I had not considered because uh, like. Theoretically, you should be able to shoot both him and Kabash, since they're both down there. Yeah, um, although Kabash is near some gold statues, because there are some gold statues further down. So, I guess that's true. So, um, yeah, that makes... I forgot about those. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you find out that, oh, it, well, it's Roman now, but it, that's just because they built on top of the Greek structures, but then as they were like, excavating oh, yeah. these tunnels, yeah. um, they, they found that Surprise, there's uh, a whole bunch of Egyptian structures that the Greeks just built over. Yeah. And, and you, you Kabash go down... was upset to learn this, apparently, because he's like the only Egyptian guy in the city. And he's like, oh, shit, they've been like desecrating like my people's history. I'm going to go down and check it out. So like, that's where you find Kabash. He's like mm -hmm. down in the Egyptian section of the catacombs. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, you find out that even below that, there is an entire Sumerian civilization that got built over by the Egyptians. So Kabosh is like, ah, oh, God, no, we did it too. Shit. We're also bad. Um, and the, so the four plaques are, there's the Roman plaque, the Greek plaque, the Egyptian plaque, and they call it the mystery plaque, yeah. which is just the Sumerian one. Yeah. Um, so you get the, where do you, do you get, you get the Egyptian plaque from Kabosh. Yeah. Because he just hands it to you. He's like, yeah, good. Like restore my gods <clears throat> to the pillar. Yeah, um, and he also has the mystery plaque, and he's like, no, I have to destroy it because it's it's heresy. Um, because he doesn't want to believe that, again, that his gods were just based off of gods that existed before. before. Yeah. Um, so he drops it down a hole in the Egyptian area, and you, you follow follow the plaque down, um, and you end up in, in the Sumerian zone. Yeah, I was... and <clears throat> I gotta say, at that point in the game... I was really expecting that the twist was going to be that, like, uh, you keep going down and down and down, and, like, there's stuff even under the Sumerian one, and then eventually it's going to be some kind of, like, ancient Cthulhu horror type thing at the bottom that's doing all of this. Yeah, I... I I don't know. It, it, it was kind of anticlimactic when you, you get all the way down there and you discover the truth, and then Kabosh is just there, and he's like, well, I guess I'll let you back up. 
after well, he threatens to kill you. you I was going to say, he to... threatens to kill you. Apparently you can talk him down. I was never able to figure out the correct set of dialogue to talk him down. He always just oh, yeah, attacked you, me. You can. Um, I know basically the way I did it was um, basically convincing him that um, like your your theology doesn't matter so much as or like what what your theology is based on doesn't matter so much as just the fact that it is something that's guiding you to be a better person so like yeah. it doesn't matter that his gods are based off of you know other gods that maybe existed before because it's it's you know his theology is a, a, a good guiding philosophy to have and it makes him a better person so what's wrong with that and he he doesn't like agree with you necessarily but he's like okay i maybe Maybe there's something here. Maybe maybe I gotta think about this for a while, and he just lets you go. Okay, that's good. So. I always had to escape the uh, the catacombs while the I was being fired at, which okay, takes so those a while. Do, so those do come back alive. That yeah, makes they sense. do come to life and and try and kill you. So um, <laughs> no, it's not, and it's a long way back out too. It is a long way back out from yeah. God. Um, yeah. It's so it's not fun to do. And if you're if you're super unlucky, which I I wasn't the the first time, but the second time, uh, so the, there's a bunch of ancient Sumerian traps down there as well. And the first time I saw all the traps and I avoided them. And the second time, I don't remember if I accidentally stepped on one or if I just wanted to see what would happen. I think I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. Uh, you can also have this conversation while the entire chamber is flooding with water. Oh. <laughs> and then you then you have to escape while being shot at and swimming. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is that's not great. Funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. And there's there's a couple different traps. That's the last one. Um there's one that I saw on someone else's stream where like it's a Indiana Jones boulder trap where it just like sends a huge boulder hurtling at you. Oh yeah, I I did see that one. Which was goofy, but what are you going to do? Um yeah, I don't know what the middle one does, but there's at least one more, I think. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so that's how you get two of the plaques. Uh, then one of them you get from Dooley's cell, and then how do you get the the uh, the Greek one? I think it's the Greek one. No, it's the Roman one. The Greek Dooley has the Greek one. The Roman one is in the um like the secret locked Christian shrine. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because the Christians are trying to do to the Romans what the Romans did to the Greeks, etc., etc., yep. basically. Time goes on. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, the, the easier way to do that, to get that one, is um, with the golden bow. If you kind of, there's like a series of catacombs behind um, Aurelia's tavern that is partially, it's like, you know, yeah, they're more they're dormitories. more just like a, a natural cave system, but yeah, like yeah. people have built some houses there, and and the the Christian cult has built a secret little mm -hmm. shrine in one corner. Um, and if you if you go through the other way, like you you get to the shrine, and there's a locked gate there. So if you go through another like series of tunnels, there's a a vine that you can shoot and climb up, and then drop back down the other side to you know to get the plaque. The other thing that you can do is um let Ulpius kill himself and Octavia Octavia? Yeah. Octavia. I I get Octavia and Claudia's names mixed up, but Octavia will be so upset that she will then go to the shrine to pray. And you can just follow her um through oh, the door when she unlocks it. Yeah. Oh. I did it the third way. Ooh. Oh yeah. Um I asked 
I think I asked um, Rufius about it, and uh, he gave me a key. Oh, nice. Maybe I never talked to Rufius before I cured his rheumatism, because I, I was never able to get him to give me oh, a key. I, but... I was going to say, I assume you have to do it after you've cured his rheumatism, because he's probably not in a mood to yeah. talk yeah. with you before that. Okay, well, that works too. Yeah, so there's a few ways to get that one. Um, but that's all four of the plaques. Yeah, and... I think there's a number of things in the game. There's like a few different ways you can do it. Like getting into Maliolus's villa. Like you can bribe the guard outside with a lot of money. You can use the golden bow to climb up the uh, the vines on the outside of his house. You can also follow Olvius off the cliff, cliff apparently, yeah. which I did not realize uh, in my playthrough, but I saw in someone else's because Olvius, uh, his body breaks the fountain in the uh, in the middle of of uh, Maliolus's villa, which leaves water deep enough for you to fall into. Yeah, um, yeah. I only I only did that one because the the statues whispered at me to jump, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> which is, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So that's how you get all the plaques. Um. Obviously, there are other things. Should we talk about like the election? Because that's yeah. the other kind of big, long ranging. Yeah. Mission. The, the thing is, like, I was able to figure out all the shit for how to do the election, but there's one thing really early on in the quest line, which is um, you have to blackmail Maliolus by, like, proving that he's Quinctius. Um, and I could not figure out how to get dirt on Maliolus. Uh, even though, like, I, I thought to my, I like, I said, okay, it's, I probably have to do something with Claudia because, like, she's his wife. She would have dirt on him. But there was no dialogue option for it. And I think you have to accuse him of being Quinctius and then talk to her on the same loop. I'm not 100% sure of that. It doesn't feel like that's the way it should work. But I'm pretty sure, like, I tried talking to her after having accused him of being Quinctius uh, in previous loops and there was no dialogue option to do anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something screwy like that. Um, I didn't. It's like once you know in... he's Quinctius, you should just be able to talk to her about it. But I, for whatever reason, I don't think it's actually coded that way. Yeah. Um, did you have the letter from the assassin? I did. It wouldn't let me use that either. And I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe or maybe, maybe my game just bugged out <laughs> is also a possibility. Um, but yeah, no, you have like the way I finally did it was like you know, talking to him, ac accusing him of being Quinctius, and then on the same loop going upstairs and talking to Claudia and saying, like, hey, <clears throat> can you, like, is there any, you know, like, I, I think we should get back at your husband. Is there any dirt you can give me? And she wants you to give her wine in exchange, which if you are a better uh, explorer than I, you may have already found um, a couple of, but I had not. So I had to go get the wine from Aurelia, which is a whole separate side quest. Oh yeah, um, there's there's a great bit of dialogue if you um, if you you know give Yulia the antidote, where she where you're basically like, yo, I'm gonna grift Aurelia. How do I like? What's what's the best setup for this? And so um, Yulia gives you some advice as to what uh, lines of dialogue maybe Aurelia is susceptible to. Mm -hmm. in order to get her to give up the wine. Yep. 
and uh, it's, it can take a few tries. You can also get this information by uh, going upstairs and stealing her diary and reading it and then resetting the loop. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, or there's just wine that you can find. There's like a there's a two treasure different chest places, I think. Yeah, yeah. That, you, that you need to like turn some pond scum into gold so you can climb up there. And then there's one that's just in one of the abandoned houses in the, mm -hmm. in the caves back yeah. behind the tavern. That's what I found. Yeah, I already had wine when she needed it. Yeah. Yeah, I did not, so I had to go and do a whole <laughs> separate side quest of grifting Aurelia. Um, I mean, that's fine because it's worth it. Yeah, you basically, like, trick her into saying, like, you know, that she'll go on a date with you. And then, uh, like, giving you the wine. And then you're like, oh, but I actually didn't word it like we were going to share the wine. I just, like worded it as a hypothetical, which is the, like, bullshit that she did to, like, grift people into debt slavery. Yeah. And she's like, that's not fair. And you're like, well, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, worth it. Definitely worth it. Um, so one way or another, you get wine. You trade wine to Claudia, and she gives you um, a letter that, that um, Maliolus slash Quinctius had written her. Uh, you know, a love letter from early in their relationship where he had slipped up and used his former name of Quinctius. Um, yep. And then you and use then... that to blackmail Maliolus into A, dropping out of the race, and B, freeing his debt slaves so you don't have to spend mm -hmm. 2,000 denarii every loop doing so. Yeah. Um, and the, the other thing is, uh, when, when um, you're talking to Claudia about it, she's like, well, I don't even remember what, what exactly the dialogue is. But um, basically, you reveal to her that the reason the assassin was after uh, Quinctius is because he was suspected of being the person who started the fire in Rome. And she's like, oh shit, no, give me that letter back. <laughs> like, please, this is yeah, really like, bad. And, like, and... I did not realize it was this bad. I thought I was just gonna, like, embarrass him, not, like, you know, ruin his life. Yeah, um, which, you know, that, that doesn't come to light to anybody else besides her. Yeah. But... It is kind of funny. Um, I don't know that she necessarily deserves uh, to be treated poorly. It's it's kind of difficult to tell what her situation is because, like, she's clearly an alcoholic, and she's like, but she's also like locked up in the room and crying. So it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, basically, like Maliolus didn't want her embarrassing him on election day, so because she's a drunk, so he like locked her up. It's kind of a complicated not great situation and you sort of yeah. take advantage of her which is like also kind of also shitty of you great. yeah so there's all that but that's how you get Maliolus to drop out of the election um which then opens it up for um galerius galerius yeah galerius to you know nominate himself for the election and, and then if... you yeah then you just have to get him to solve all everybody else's little problems that you've been solving like saving Fabia's life and, like, stopping Virgil from getting harassed. And, uh... I forget what else. Um, uh, stopping giving... Ulpius from jumping. <laughs> yeah, stopping Ulpius from jumping, um, giving the antidote to Yulia, and then, you know, I guess... I guess then you tell him... Uh, you tell Galerius about how Maliolus is Quinctius, and he then relays that through Domitius, which also causes him to release his slaves and yeah. drop out. Um, God, what else? What? Uh, I feel like Rufius, those are the... Rufius's rheumatism is the other Rufius's one. Rufius's rheumatism, yeah. So yeah, you basically get him to solve everyone's problems that you've already solved previously. 
um, so that by the time the election finally rolls around, uh, not everybody, but enough people vote for Galerius that yeah. he... Now, only gets, only gets the uh, only the men are allowed to vote because it's fucking ancient Rome. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess Equitia would be allowed to vote because she's a Vestal Priestess, but she's also in charge of running the election, so she doesn't... She abstains yeah. from voting because that's a conflict. Yeah. According to her. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Eh. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, so then that's, uh, uh, so you, yeah, that's how you get, like, the last plaque, uh, and that one's, that one's, like, a whole big runaround. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the four plaques puts you in position to get the, the quote-unquote canonical ending, quote-unquote best ending. Uh, before that, the other endings are the one we mentioned where you just kill Sentius, and then he can't open the portal for you. And it's a it's a time paradox, so you just get sent back to the future, but you're trapped in the ruined city. That's the bad ending. Um, mm -hmm. Then there are two endings which involve finding and freeing Scintilla, where she's like, I know how to get out of the city because, like, my dad has a key around his neck that opens, like, this passage. So, like, yes, we can set off the golden rule by killing him, but if we get out before the Furies get us, then, you know, we can all survive, um, and it will be, uh, you know, we'll be fine. So, uh, you can, the, the second ending is you just are like, all right, let's go, and you free her, and then Sentius comes down and is like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Centilla sneaks up behind him and just, like, bashes him on no she sets him on fire that's right um yeah yeah okay that sounds right um so yeah so that's the one where basically the only people who get out are you and Cent centilla yeah um and then and i she, got the other she, ending but she, i don't she always sends a note uh like she writes a note for you to find in the future and this one's basically like listen i know it sucks that everybody else died but that's not on you it's on me and, like, I have to live with that and, you know, yada, yada. Yeah, so the mm -hmm. other one is if you find her and you tell her, like, I, I can't free you right now. I want, like, because then only we would get out. I want, we should get everybody as, you know, as many people as possible out. So in that one, you talk to, of course, Galerius because he's the one who does everything. And you're like, hey, when the golden rule gets triggered, can you, like, get everybody into the cisterns, like, real, real fast? Um, because I, you know, that'll, that'll get us out. And he's like, well, all right, but I'm not sure, like, how many people I could convince to do that, but I'll do my best. Um, and so if you do that, then when you free Scintilla, some people get out. Um, Galerius is not one of them, because you find out from Scintilla's note that, uh, he and, I think, Horatius went back to try and free Dooley, um, but then didn't make it out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, her and a handful of other people survive. Mm -hmm. uh, I assume so you cannot do that after, like, rescuing Dooley. I don't think, I think so, yeah. because you don't time. have time. Yeah, yeah the, the time it takes you to get to the cistern is more than the time it takes Dooley to trigger the rule, so... Unfortunately, no. Although maybe if you took the the background that gives you faster sprinting, but probably not. Um, yeah. So then, so then there's the true ending. <laughs> Guys, the true ending is that it was aliens the whole time. 
Yeah, it's it's like Stargate God Aliens. It's basically the Goa Uld. Uh, like they're they have god powers, but they've taken human form. Um, and you have to do. There's a couple things you can do. You either have to do a a debate me bro logic battle with um Pluto slash Hades, um slash, slash Cyrus slash Nurgle. Yeah. Um, and and get him to admit that his his system his is whole flawed. system is is basically flawed. Um. Or, or failing that, um, which you... I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I I went I went back with a guide and and did it correctly um, okay. after after having failed it. Um, yeah, but it's hard. You... I assume because it's like there's a an exact very specific sequence of things you have to say. Yes. that there's only one right answer. So yeah, basically that you have to like lead him into a specific set of of dialogue and then you have to yeah exactly um but the other thing you can do is his um you know persephone he's an arrogant son of a bitch who basically like does not accept the fact that like normal human morality should apply to him because he's a god alien yeah that's that's basically yeah like that's why he's basically goa'uld because they're they're also dicks in that way um but but he um he tells you all about how you know he um Persephone, you know, went to, I don't know, like, live among the humans, and she decided she wanted to become a human, and, uh, he was in love with her, so he did the same, like, they, all the gods basically were like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna sort of take on human form, mm-hmm. um, but Persephone was the only one who, like, you gave know, up fully, immortality yeah, it, yeah, fully went for it, <laughs> and the gods all decided, well, we're gonna go back to Elysium, um, but we can't, you know, Persephone can't come because she's now fully human. And, and and we don't lo- allow humans in our super cool clubhouse because they're dirty and bad. And yeah, amoral. basically they're dirty and bad and stupid. Um, so Pluto had the this bet with Jupiter, saying, "Well, if we can, if basically I think the terms were, if if there can be a human civilization that exists without sin for a year, mm-hmm. then then they'll admit that." Humans are not Maybe. dirty and bad. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not dirty, bad, and stupid them, and anymore. All of them can come to Elysium, including Persephone. Including Persephone. So that's what the whole thing is. Is this is just the bet, and um, Hades is trying to Hades, Pluto, whatever, is trying to basically enforce uh, a a city without sin for a year, and he's been trying to do this for millennia and failing. Humans um, are assholes and cannot go more than a year without sinning. Yep. So if you cannot defeat him at his debate me bro logic battle, what you can do is shoot Persephone, steal her crown, run all the way back and get into the portal for the time loop. And then when you do this again and you face Hades, you show him the crown and be like, hey, I killed your woman. Like, yeah, let me and go. I will, and I will keep doing that shit until you let me go and let everybody go. Yeah. Um, so he finally relents when you do it's that. The, it's like the ending of the, the first Doctor Strange movie, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's the other way. Um, and then... And then... Um, you get the the really goofy ending. Yeah. So then you um so you do the normal thing where you go back to like the riverbank with Al and you talk to Charon and uh in in by the way endings 2 through 4 
uh, can change slightly depending on whether, well, I guess in four you have to have figured out, but two and three can change depending on whether you have figured out yet that Karen is Charon. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you, if you have, then she drops you, there's a dialogue option and she drops the act and her like eyes become these glowing embers and she's like, oh yeah, shit, you're dead, by the way. Uh, do you want to know how you died? <laughs> and... Um, so that's a fun conversation. The first, when I've got my first ending, ending two, I didn't know that yet. So I just had a normal conversation with Karen. I don't think I ever got, I, I don't think I ever saw that. That's, that's, that's fun. It's pretty that much. That was an option. Yeah, it's pretty much most of the same dialogue that you get otherwise. Um, it's just, you don't get the dialogue in the middle where yeah, she explains all the background. Um, so you're not really missing anything if you, if you just get the, if you, you know, figure out who she is. Um, I mean, I had already kind of figured it out myself at that point, but the game still doesn't trigger it until you've, you've seen the cutscene with Equitia. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, yeah, so you have that normal scene in ending four and she's like, all right, I'll ferry you back to civilization, which is code for bring you back to the world of the living. Um, and so you go back to your time, um, but it turns out Persephone, like, didn't just, um, like, she gave up her immortality, but she didn't give up her powers. So in addition to you going back to the future, uh, she also frees all of the golden statues and sends them all back to the future as well. Which kind of makes sense because they, like, died in their respective timelines, so it would be, like, weird and history-altering to send them, like back to the, the times in which they died. Yeah. Um, so she instead sends them back to your time and also Charon gives them like a bunch of silver to like help them get uh, get themselves settled. So they're all actually kind of rich. Yeah. Because <laughs> presumably this is all like super valuable like ancient artifact silver coins yeah. kind of thing. So So you there's like you you show up at this museum exhibit and Al is there and he's being very coy. He's like, well, I'll let you see it for yourself. So you go yeah, through and it's this like exhibit a, it's hall. It's like a year after you've come back. Apparently mm -hmm. you you wrote a book about what happened to you, but nobody believed you, so it didn't go over well. Yeah. Um, and then you go through this museum hall and you meet all of the people that you were able to save. Um, you know, in, in modern time, in modern clothing, and they kind of fill you in on, oh, this is what I've been up to. Um, and, you know, how their relationships with each other have played out. Honestly, uh, this is the one place where, like, they just kind of, like, throw the gray morality thing out the window. And basically everyone who is an asshole gets a horrible comeuppance, and everyone who is decent has, like, a really good life. Yeah, well, except <laughs> I think the best thing is that um, Decius is there, or he can be there, yeah. um, and you know, he's made a lot of money on investments, and he's like, well, what do you think I should invest in? And he, they, it gives you three options, and they're all terrible. They're One all of them is like, oh, I think, I think print media is going to make a real big comeback, or I think no, DVD, DVD rentals rent are going to be like, <laughs> the hot new thing. Um, yep. So you basically seal his fate. Aurelia is not there, but you do hear from others that she... Um, she got Nigerian princed. Yeah, she got Nigerian princed. She basically, like, started, you know, basically becoming a, a gold digger in, in modernity and fell for the old Nigerian prince scam. Yeah, bought a plane ticket to Nigeria, like, to marry this guy sight unseen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, do, can you, can Navia be in there? Because she wasn't in mine. 
I don't think she can. Um, okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure I got the the achievement for getting everybody and Navia wasn't there. Okay. So, yeah, I just, I'm pretty sure you just can't get her. Yeah, I can't um, remember. Yeah, it's a shame because I was sort of curious, like, what happened to her. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, you, you talk to a lot of people, like, Rufius and Virgil are living together. Uh, unclear if they're dating, but maybe they are. Um, the, you know, Sentia and Centilla have both changed their names and are living their best life. Sentius is the only person who was not allowed out of the city. He is the last golden statue and is forced to, like, live in that city by himself forever as a gold statue until yeah. the end of time. Uh, yeah. Which is a little harsh. A little, little bit, but yeah. All right. I mean, I can um, see why Persephone would be upset at him for basically corrupting like the things she tried to do to save everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if you get Galerius and Equitia together, then they, you know, have a big villa that they've bought, and they're you know basically full time caring for Dooley. That um, that happens even if you don't get them together. <laughs> oh, I does miss, it? Okay. I missed that storyline, and they were still engaged to each other and pregnant. So. Well, that's good. Um, Ulpius and Centilla have a little vineyard that they live on and make bad wine. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Horatius. Oh, Georges. Uh, is like is... just tooling around Greece, checking out what modern Greece is like. Yeah. Um, let's see. Lucretia is in med school. Um, yeah. Livia is... She's living with someone else who... Uh, I don't remember who. Uh, Octavia, I think. Octavia. Because Octavia yeah. became like a crisis counselor, and Livia's like still recovering from having been crazy. Yeah, from from having, you know, peered through the, the veil of death. Yeah, she um, her her whole thing was that she realized prior to everyone else that they were all in hell, basically. And mm -hmm. uh, that like kind of sent her off the off the deep end and like nobody like she was afraid nobody would believe her so she felt like super isolated and that's why she was acting all spooky yep um let's see i think horatius is a soldier yeah somehow <laughs> yeah don't... so the people who got bad endings because they were assholes uh we talked about aurelia and decius uh domitius uh who was th his personality was i love violence started like an underground blood sports ring and she died there yeah i forgot about that and i don't um, know if they i don't remember i'm sure they must have said what happened to maliolus but yeah, i don't remember so maliolus's thing maliolus's thing is that he uh like went around trying to convince people that he was the last true heir to rome and they put him in a psychiatric hospital gotcha um and claudia kind of like it sounds like like basically became a drunk like she she didn't have a great end yeah that's fair um yeah i'm trying to think if there's anyone else super notable well apart from you know you you get through all of this you talk to all the people and um then you do just meet persephone proserpina um mm -hmm. in her human form and she's and... like hey thanks <laughs> yeah hey thanks and also, then they do, like, a big sweeping shot down this balcony where there's a bunch of, you know, random stock character models. Then they're like, here's all of the other people that were encased in gold, and they all cheer for you, and yeah, that's the, that's that's the, the end. end. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of a, like, really black and white ending for something that is otherwise trying to be 
like fairly you know acknowledging the sort of grayness of a lot of these like morality systems um but you know what i i appreciate that they just committed to this whole weird stupid ending it's yeah, a scooby-doo like it. ending it is you know and i i was torn between do i love this or do i hate this because it is very dumb it is a very dumb ending that it was aliens the whole time and then there's this like magical time reunion with everybody and like every you know fairy tale ending but in the end i decided like i i like it i'm i'm proud of them for committing to it and just going whole hog yeah i mean if if nothing else it's fun and i you know i wasn't i wasn't really mad about it so that's okay yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, fucking, you know, full acid. Yeah. And they did. Yep. So, yeah, that's the game. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It's I enjoyed it's, it quite a bit. It doesn't, uh, like, yeah, some of the dialogue could be a little bit shorter, but I think overall it doesn't really overstay its welcome too badly. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a short, fairly tight exercise in the thing it's doing, and it works really hard at being the thing it's doing and it has a bunch of new innovations on how time travel or time loop games work that you know we haven't seen in uh in a lot of our previous ones which i which i really appreciate mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is this is a, a good a good entry into the time loop game canon <laughs> yeah yeah um, for sure i mean it's you know, it's it's one of those games that like clearly it's a small team, but I feel like they they did a lot with the yeah, resources they, that they, they had. Was, I think they said that like the core team was three people. Yeah, and three or four people, something like that. You know, for for a game that was made by that small of a team, at least as the core team, like it looks really good. The environments are really odd, so presumably for free originally. Yeah, um, I have I have a question. Was the yeah. performance really awful for you as well? Uh, only in the, like, loads. When I hit load zones, like, the game just halted to yeah. load for, like, 10, 15 seconds. But other than that, like, once it, once it was done loading, then the, then the performance in between those was okay. Yeah, that's the only time I noticed it as well. Um, like, when you like... first start a new loop and everything has to load in, like, that takes a little bit as well, but. Yeah, or when you go into one of the, you know, the big chunks that is kind of separate like the caverns or the um the palace you know it, it, yeah yeah it clearly loads into those and it definitely definitely stops for a second um which you know that's that's in every game it just is a matter of how well disguised it is or not um so yeah it's fine it didn't bother me that much no did you have more like a bigger Bigger performance issues. Yeah. Than oh, okay. It wasn't great. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. My but, computer I mean... did not like this game. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... <clears throat> I mean, I can't imagine that it was easy to port something over from being a Skyrim mod. <laughs> well, and... I think this was built from the ground up because I've yeah. seen some screenshots of the Skyrim mod, and it's all like in engine like in in gamebryo using skyrim assets so i'm pretty sure that this was built from the ground okay. up as a standalone thing that was just based on the ideas that were in the mod previously 
Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just that, you know, it's their first time working in that kind of engine and like it's it's tough to optimize games. Like it's it's a hard thing to engine. do. Yeah, this was in um UE4 was this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh that's that's too bad. It's, you know, uh, for me, the the only time that the performance thing like was an active detriment was like the first time I was leaving the conversation with Pluto and trying to get back to the shrine. Um, because of the load zone, I got hit with like three arrows right after it finished loading and died. Oh no! Um, and so then I had to redo the whole fucking Pluto conversation. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's yeah, I I was spamming the pause button. To yeah. Like instantly pause as soon as it got out. Oh, yeah, yeah that's fair. In the end, what I did was, like, I, I um, right after it finished loading, I saved so that I could reset to that point if I needed to um, and, yeah. like, try again, uh, even though I was on low health. But I, I did end up making it out the second time, so it was fine. You gotta juke those arrows. It's rough. I also went a much longer route than I probably needed to because you can use the little like zip line thing that Galerius gives you. Oh god, yeah. We didn't even we didn't even mention the zip line. Um just such a goofy little thing that was <laughs> you know, it's fair to have it there as a, a quicker way to get around once you, you know, have done the loop once and know what you're doing. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's goofy, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, which kind of, in some ways, uh, <laughs> encompasses a lot of the game. It really goofy. does. Goofy, but fine. Yeah. I mean, I goofy, a good time I would, would say even, I, even better than fine. Yeah. yeah. I can see why this game got a lot of, like, really positive attention and why people really liked it. Um, as I say, I can see how the ending would be, like, pretty polarizing. Like, if you can't, <laughs> if you just can't get over how dumb... <laughs> The, it was all aliens and it's like so dumb. <laughs> this stuff is then like I could see that making people like really feel like the game let them down. Uh, but I I decided that I like it. So <laughs> yeah, I I had a you know a good enough time just inhabiting the world and walking around and talking to people and you know solving the problems. That yeah. once things got really goofy, I was like, "Ah, you know what? This is the, this is the direction they went in, and I'm fine yeah, with it." It's been a good time. So. Yeah. Wow. Ah. All right. Well. Oh, also, I'm I'm just looking at the Wikipedia right now. Um, good job, the the main guy, Nick Pierce. Uh, I'm just reading about this, that he would work 80-hour weeks to the point of hallucination to avoid um, forcing the rest of the team into crunching. Good job. I mean... Take care like, of your health. solving problem. Yeah, I was gonna I say, like, good job, but also next time just take longer to release the game, yeah. my dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay if it doesn't come out as fast. Like, just you rest well, and everybody rest. It's okay. I mean, gotta pay for it this fall. Yeah, no, I know, but even so, like, yeah, still, Poor it's dude. it's better than the alternative, but you know, mm. I think I think you know, it seems like it paid off, and this game has won a number of awards. Yeah, so good yeah. game. Yeah, good game. Honestly, like, uh, I I I'm assuming that they're continuing to make games, and I am. This is you know a 
a team that I think I will continue to kind of keep an eye on and see what, you know, what what goes on in the future, what their next kind of projects are. Yeah, because sure. this was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the Forgotten City. <clears throat> um, we ready to talk about the next game? I guess we we normally talk about like music and graphics at the end, but like I don't know uh, if there's anything to say. Yeah, I don't have any particular insights into the music. I didn't notice it. Yeah. And it, I mean it was it was all fine and serviceable and not really noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's and you know that's all you need, really. So there's that. Um but yeah, I think I'm I think I think we talked about it. I think we can we can keep going. Carl, any last thoughts? Oh. All right. So, next game we are going to play. Uh, we are going to be playing Inside from Playdead. Um, uh, uh, same same group that made uh, Limbo, if you've played Limbo, but this is sort of their much better, much more like polished and interesting second game. So, if you didn't like Limbo, that doesn't necessarily mean you won't like Inside. Um, I, I had no interest in playing Limbo, but, uh, I have seen some playthroughs of, uh, Inside and found it super fascinating. Um, so the, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I will be actually playing it hands-on for the first time. And I think the other two of you have not seen it or played it before. Is that right? Uh, I hadn't, I actually have already started playing it because it was on Game Pass and I was looking for something to play and I was like, oh, maybe I'll, like, we were talking about doing this game, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll try it out. Um, so I played a bit of it. I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. it's not a long game. I wanted to s basically save it for if we actually did end up playing it this week. So, yeah. So I played a bit of it, and I'm, I, I, I've enjoyed what I've played so far, so. I have not played it. I know how it looks, but that's about it. Alright. Um, so it is it is kind of on the like spookier side. There's some like spooky surrealism and uh, some body horror stuff. Um, and so like, you know, uh, maybe approach with a little bit of caution. Um, but it's a more, for lack of a better term, it's a more sophisticated kind of horror than Limbo was. Like it's more just sort of like eerie and unnatural and uncomfortable as opposed to like you know ah, oh, it's a little boy being like skewered on some sharp spikes because he didn't run fast enough uh you know which was most of limbo well i will say there is um there definitely are, a bit of yeah, that there are some <laughs> sharp spikes you can get ske skewered on as well but <laughs> um and like, similar similar pretty brutal deaths but yeah we, yeah we'll we'll it's it's i would say it is overall a more um, a more mature, you know, uh, uh, approach to that I'm getting kind the, of... Getting the feeling that Kyla does not like Limbo. I haven't played I... Limbo either. So <laughs> I, I played I've some of Limbo some of and I didn't care for it. Um, yeah. so, I, I, yeah. watched, I watched some of Limbo and I like was uninterested in it. I watched Inside and I was very interested in it. Mm -hmm. So like that's basically the, the difference. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be playing that. It's a fairly short game. It's only like three or four hours, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe like 4.5 if you're doing everything. Um, so yeah, 
try it out. Hopefully we'll be back in uh, in a couple weeks with it, depending on our our pod availability schedules. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's that's it for, for that. I guess we'll move on to plugs. Hello. Uh, you can find the, the podcast Twitter uh, on Twitter, of all places. What about that? Uh, at Feedback Force. You can also find me on Twitter sometimes uh, at Kelso Time Bomb. So there's that. Um, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Kyla underscore go. And uh, if you want to see pictures of my adorable pet gecko Escher, uh, you can find that on Instagram, uh, Kyla Gorman Fury. Um, and then if you want to check out the game that I made, you can buy Wintermore Tactics Club on PC, uh, Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at skug3. Cool. All right, cool. well, that's it. Yeah, thanks, thanks y'all, for listening. And uh, we will be back, I guess, in, oh, a couple probably. weeks, three weeks, probably two. Probably two, unless something comes up. You never know. We yeah. have lives. This is not the thing that we do for our job. Yeah. This is we'll the thing that we do for fun. When we're back. <laughs> we'll be back when we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. Uh. <laughs> and, th and thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>